Welcome to Huddle Up Podcast, live here on our Facebook page. This week we have tons to talk about, including the best game in all of sports, Deja Vu, and who's going first. But first, our show is brought to you by QB54, the newest game taking over backyards and tailgates everywhere. Go to playqb54.com and use promo code PODCAST for 20% off of your order. Again, that is playqb54.com and use promo code PODCAST to take 20% off of your order. It's been a few weeks since we've been on the air, and we are glad to be back with you. And it's Jim and Dave here. Sean is uh, being an adult and working, but Dave is with us on the line. Dave, how are you doing this week, bud? Jim, we're doing well. It's uh, Game 7 in the NHL, and my Capitals are not playing, uh, having already advanced. So uh, it's a great, great story that... uh, we're not playing a Game 7 this round. Yeah, absolutely. It is April 25th. There is a Game 7 being played, and we are not the ones that are uh, stressing out. That that just in and of itself, Dave, is a, uh, is a pretty damn good feeling. Uh, we will talk about Game 7, and uh, I think it is the second intermission, and what Toronto is up 4-3, to three, uh, a game that the scoring was fast and furious throughout the uh, – throughout the early going um and then we were we're going to preview the second round matchups and you know obviously the uh Tampa Bay versus uh you know be it Boston or Toronto um is going to be up in the air based on what happens tonight but uh we'll give our best and we'll talk a little bit about the NFL draft uh before we get out of here but uh Dave let's look back over the first round um uh, of games and it seems like forever since we've seen the uh, Vegas Knights and the San Jose Sharks playing. The, those guys uh, both bounce their opponents, the Kings and the Ducks, uh, in a sweep. Nashville beat Colorado 4-2. Winnipeg over Minnesota 4-1. Um, Jersey got bounced by the Lightning 4-1. The Capitals bounced Columbus 4-2. And, of course, the Penguins bounced Philadelphia 4-2. Uh, tonight going Game 7, the only Game 7 in the bunch. Um were there what was your let's start here what was your biggest surprise uh from round one of the stanley cup playoffs well jim uh i believe i am uh six out of seven in my predictions with the only one i got wrong was the capitals so i'll gladly take that um however the my biggest surprise was definitely how well the avalanche played um given the fact that i think they improved 40 some points from the prior year so, I mean, I think this is a, uh, a a very up-and-coming team, as everyone knows. Um, but the fact that they were competitive with Nashville and really pushed them in, in uh, making this a series. I mean, game six at home in Colorado, they could have easily won that game. Granted, uh, Nashville came to play, so it wasn't even really a game, to be honest. But uh, Nashville uh, really, really uh, was pushed by this Colorado team, so – is that a positive for them that they were pushed and didn't have an easy first round? Or is that a negative that they're going to be a little bit gassed for uh, Winnipeg in the second round? I don't know. So um, how about you, Jim? What was your uh, surprise in the first round aside from the Caps winning? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, to, to your point, Dave, uh, you know, with, with Nashville, I, I'm wondering if it's not a situation that uh, you and I know uh, a little bit all too well. And that is, you know, the team that is out in front of the league for so long throughout the course of the season, um, you know, has trouble, you know, maintaining that level. We saw Nashville struggle a little bit 
uh, you know, down the down the stretch and and part of the season, um, and and at times uh, looked a little bit rough uh, around the edges against Colorado. Colorado definitely a team on the rise. I saw they extended uh, their head coach, uh, I think for for another year. Or so uh, good things coming from Colorado. Um, I think. I'm trying to think what I think my 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 biggest surprise was. I'm not surprised that uh, that Pittsburgh won. Maybe I'm surprised that the, the, the Flyers even took it um, even to Game Six. Uh, maybe I'm surprised the Caps aren't playing tonight in a Game Seven. Uh, I will say this though: uh, I, I think I was impressed by just how good uh, the Winnipeg Jets are. And just how much fun this Nashville and, and Winnipeg series uh, is going to be. Um, can I can I jump in and say how much of a shame it is that this is a second round matchup? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, two point getters in the NHL in the regular season are playing in the second round. That's a travesty. Yeah, it really is, and you know, it's it's a situation. Um, I think it was I think it was last year when you know the Caps and Pens met in, in in round two. It was one of those things where it's like you know this is kind of your Stanley Cup matchup, and we've seen that before the, over the last uh, you know couple of seasons where one of your first or second round matchups even uh, you know are the kind of cream of the crop two teams, and and it's kind of like well uh, whoever wins this one is. Uh, you know, going to be your Stanley Cup champion, and and you know it's it's that 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 kind of has this feel. This Nashville and and Winnipeg um, series kind of has that feel to it. Of, of whoever comes out of this one, uh, I I think could take the West. Although, um, you know the way the way Vegas has been putting on a show, and uh, the Sharks for the first time don't struggle in a playoff series. So, uh, I think you know, you know both conferences really are up in the air. Um, but yeah, Winnipeg just absolutely dominant. Um, once again, uh, our, our buddy Bruce doesn't get a, uh, doesn't get a cup on his end, but, uh, I, I, that, that Minnesota team, you know, was, was one of those ones that, uh, maybe I don't want to necessarily say didn't belong in the postseason, but they're one of those teams that, you know, was just definitely outmatched in the postseason. And that's what you had, I think with the Flyers were kind of, uh, you know, lucky, lucky to, uh, to get there, um, and and can kind of grow on a little bit of the uh, the experience. Um, Jason having some yeah, Jim, fun, I mean, fun with I, us. I, in I the definitely comments. agree with that, but uh, at the same time, I mean, to me, this has been one of the least competitive first rounds in hockey playoff series that I can remember. I mean, you pretty much had uh, every team up two zero that was home. Um, aside from the Capitals, that decided to rail off the back four, but right. you, you pretty much had up had all the favorites up 2-0 after the first round. I mean, I think it was six out of six out of eight series were 2-0 maybe, something like that, something ridiculous like that. Like, I feel like it's from a from a hockey fan's perspective that lives by NBC's sports network at this time of year, this has been one of the, the, uh, the anti-exciting, anticlimactic uh, two weeks in hockey, and you're used to this being, like, amazing. I mean, it just seems like a lot of uh, – a lot of series went as planned and wasn't very exciting. I mean, some of the games were exciting, like the Vegas Knights. Every game was a goal game and, you know, on the edge of your seat type of thing, but still 4-0 and they, uh, they got rid of the Kings pretty quickly, but uh, that, that not, uh, there, there's been no real drama in the series for lack of, lack of better terms. 
Well, and it, you know, it was a, it was a, like a weird type of exciting because, um, you know, when you, when you're watching teams, uh, you know, just light up the scoreboard, like a 4th of July, you know, fireworks display, um, you know, that, that's kind of fun to watch, but in the same time, uh, it wasn't competitive hockey for the most part. And again, yeah, you talk about, of course, the, you know, the Capitals, uh, go down 2-0 and, and you, you know, you're in this situation, they even it up and, uh, you know, I, I kind of joked with guys at work that, you know, it was going to be one of those situations where, because when the Caps went down 2-0, uh, a guy instant messages me at work, and he's based out of our Nashville office. He goes, you know, you know, are you nervous? Are you worried? I said, no, 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 no. This is all, this is all part of the uh, normal springtime uh, for the Washington Capitals. They're going to even the series. They'll probably lose game five at home, uh, you know, win in thrilling fashion in game six, and then probably drop game seven in triple overtime. Luckily, I was wrong about that. But, you know, it, it – it, down 2-0 to, the, to, to a Caps fan is like, oh, well, at least get it back to Game 7 because why the hell not? Um, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely happy that I, that I was wrong about that. But you know, overall, you know, one, one series goes to 7, definitely the, the most competitive of the two um, uh, of all the series. The Capitals, uh, Blue Jackets, probably the second most. Yeah, you know, 4-2, 4-1, two sweeps, 4-1, uh, and then 4-2, 4-2. There's not there's not a lot of uh, you know nail biters there. I mean, it's some overtime games, but there was there was a lot of blowouts. So I but I think as the you know second round gets underway, um, I, I think we're gonna kind of see that gap uh, get closed a little bit, which uh, which should make for um, which should make for a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, I'm Dave. I'm really hoping we hear um from our pal Mitch tonight uh, you know he's he's been absent over the past uh you know couple times and we haven't been the most consistent so I won't totally blame Mitch even though he is a a, a Pittsburgh guy but uh, if you want to call in and get your thoughts on anything going on uh the number is 401-347-0613 and then enter pin 29312 it's in all of our uh, social media posts as well and make sure you're following along with the show of course on you found us on facebook follow us on twitter at huddle up podcast and uh, you can catch all of our uh, personal social medias uh, from there as well uh, i know sean's uh, bracket and I, and I don't have the actual uh, prediction brackets in front of me i think i i left those at my office but um <clears throat> the uh sean's is dead because sean had the flyers winning i think he was uh you know, I, I I think I was premature when I said that he was uh he was sober from the from the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl championship. So uh, I think he was still a little drunk. Picked the Flyers to win it all. That was kind of uh you know kind kind of hopeful on him. Um, our teams are still alive. Jason says in the comments here. He says 100 uh, percent agree with the Flyers. Playoffs was an overachievement, uh, especially after the first half. Yeah, and I and I have some friends that um. Uh, that have never been a fan of, of Hackstall, their coach, um, and, and are still questioning the decision of, of why he's still the head coach. Uh, but I think he's doing just fine, uh, all things considered. That that team overachieved uh, by even getting to the playoffs, uh, by taking it to game six, um, was was pretty impressive in and of itself. So um, I, I think the Flyers are doing just fine uh, with him as a head coach. You get some goaltending, get some defense, that team's going to be fine. Actually, they have goaltending. That's a sad part. We see it uh, with their uh, if they can ever pull the trigger on one of these guys uh, in their minor league system. Dave, before we start talking about um, the second round series, 
Speaking of minor league systems today, the uh, the Hershey Bears announced that um, they're clearing the coaching staff. Troy Mann and his assistant coaching uh, assistant coaches uh, will not be retained. Um, you know, that's a decision coming down from Washington. Um, do you think that's the right choice for Hershey? I, I personally do. I don't really have a strong opinion on one way or the other. I mean, it's minor league hockey, so um, when a team's that bad in such a historic uh, historic organization, you're going to clean house. It's just the way that it works. But at the same time, um, the, the talent that Washington gave the Bears to work with this year was pretty lackluster. So it's kind of like saying here, here are uh, – ECHL level guys competing a league up. Um, I mean, the, the Bears coaching staff didn't have much to work with. I mean, um, 20 man roster, you might have three NHLers on that roster, four maybe. So it's kind of hard to say that you have a, uh, it's kind of hard to say that it's uh, Troy Mann and uh, Ryan Murphy's fault with that uh, lackluster roster in place. But uh, at the same time, you're, you're the coach. So, the team doesn't succeed, you pay the price. Uh, that's kind of how it works. It's sad, but uh, Manor, Manor and uh, Murph will find a uh, job somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, oh, they've won some uh, important games over the years, uh, some big games previously, and been on some uh, decent staff. So they'll find some work somewhere, but uh, I, I understand why Washington did what they did, but uh, at the same time, it'll be interesting to see who they bring in next. Uh, I would hope that they promote the South Carolina coach because he's done some uh, – Pretty good work, uh, but who knows? Uh, the Bruins just tied up four to four for the record. Son of a gun! Um, again, so happy that we're uh, we're able to sit here and talk calmly uh, tonight. If you're following along in the live video, give it a like and a share. We'd appreciate that. Um, yeah, with with Hershey, it was one of those things where uh, over the last couple of years, you've kind of seen this downward progression. Of course, the 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 talent pull because of the the success of the Capitals and their desire to kind of uh, make a push for the uh you know f- for the cup at the NHL level um c- you know kind of sold the farm a little bit every time I see Philip Forsberg score a goal for Nashville a part of me dies inside um of course that wasn't the current Caps general manager but still um yeah you, know, you know and I think obviously we'll see uh, you know how the the rest of the Capitals postseason plays out um before any announcements or anything is done uh in Hershey because and here you know give me give me your thoughts on this Dave do you think that um, Barry Trotz has to – the, the Caps have to win this series for Trotz to keep his job? That's a, that's a very good question, and I don't know the answer to that. I think a lot of that lies with that, what uh, Alec Ovechkin wants, and if he's happy with Trotz, I think it. Uh, I think he's retained it by, by beating that first round uh, – or winning that first round series there. But uh, if Ovechkin wants to go a different direction, I think Ovechkin gets his wish. I mean, it's – it's pretty much Ovechkin's team, and um, he has a lot of leadership role within that team, so, uh, as you know. So I think it's uh, going to depend a lot on what he wants and what he feels. Um, I think if they get beat 4-0, it's one thing. But if they lose 4-3, um, it's another thing. But in all honesty, it uh, it really doesn't matter because Stanley C- our Eastern Conference Finals, here we come. Well, there we go. I think we uh, we know Dave's prediction, obviously. Um, yeah, in, in terms of trots, I think, you know, uh, you go down two two zero at home. You you respond. You uh, react really well. Um, reorganize the team and and go on a four game run, um, winning t- you know two of those games in pretty convincing fashion. Um, and making a hell of a coaching decision by switching goaltenders. Absolutely, you know, and and 
right away when when they when they even made the switch, you know, in game two, um, you know, to put Holpe in at all, it was one of those things where you know something had to give, and 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 the Capitals just were kind of getting outmatched and outplayed a little bit, and a couple of the saves that Holpe made, um, you know, he he was covering the ground that Grubauer couldn't. Um, and, and, you know, you kind of play the hot hand and and we'll see if, uh, there's not more switching. We'll talk about that in a couple of minutes, I'm sure as we, as we look at that series, but, um, yeah, I think, I think trots did a lot to, to push back at the, uh, detractors a bit. Uh, and, and if they can at least be competitive in this round, um, I think he should be fine. Uh, especially if they obviously win, I think he'll definitely be fine. But, um, yeah, if they, if they go in and get housed, which I don't, Ugh, knock on what I don't think is uh, is going to be the case, um, you know that the, there could be some trouble for uh, for Barry Trotz. But so um, Tim, what is the what is the worst what is the worst outcome of this series in your opinion? Aside from the inevitable, <laughs> a four nothing loss or a four three loss. I'd rather lose in four and be done with it than get beaten seven again. Well, okay. Are you talking what's the worst loss for the Capitals as a franchise or for me as a fan? Because they are two different things. Which one would you least which one would you rather have happen? Four oh or four three? If you had to deal with it knowing that the Capitals are gonna lose. If the Caps are gonna lose, I'd rather them lose in a sweep. And Okay, I'd, so and I, in the four three then. <laughs> probably. Um and it, because and I've said it time and time again, I don't care what, what team of it is mine or, or or whatever. If you're if you're in a championship game, if you're in a playoff series, whatever whatever it is, a game seven, anything like that, um, if you're not gonna win, don't give me hope. Hope is the worst thing you can have as a sports fan, and, and too many times we've been given hope, it's been dangled at us, and it's been snatched away, and I hate that. Um, you know, as much as I want, you know, my team to be competitive and as much as I obviously want my teams to win championships, uh, I, I look back at the 2012 national title game with Notre Dame and Alabama, and I knew about two minutes into that game that it was over and it wasn't even going to be close. Uh, they didn't even give me a chance to hope that night. I would much rather have it be that way than, uh, you know, to, you know, go to game seven. And if it goes to game seven, of course, it'll probably, uh, go into overtime. And I, and I, and I think back to the, uh, I, 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 I lose track of which heartbreaking gut wrenching, uh, playoff loss it is, but there's the one of, uh, Holby just laying face first, uh, on the ice. I know it was against the Penguins, but I can't remember which year, not that it matters, um, but I, I'm sick and tired of feeling like that. So if they're going to lose, just get it out of the way. Just just do it and get it done and let me move on to the terrible Orioles for a few months and then get to football season where the Cowboys are going to suck. So, um, you know, it's... it's, well, it's first it's, off, Jimmy, first off, Jimmy, A, you're not going to be an Orioles fan, fan past the end of May this year because they're going to be pretty terrible. But B... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Going to be pretty... Te- wait, stop, stop, stop. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said going to be pretty terrible? They suck out loud right now, Dave. They are so sir, bad. Sir, <laughs> you, you don't understand how the, the big gym sports world works. You don't realize that baseball exists until the Capitals are done. They're still playing, so forget about it. <laughs> That's true. Um, but uh, they they do suck out loud already. Um, I'd be and we're not losing to the Penguins, so I don't want to hear it. Well, that, uh, thank I, – I, 
I'm going to keep my uh, enthusiasm at a at a you know at a compressed level. It worked in round one, um, so I'm just going to keep operating as I've been operating uh, throughout the first round. All right, let's look at the Western Conference matchups. We know it is going to be Nashville and Winnipeg. Uh, how do you see this series playing out? This is going to be an amazing series. Period. Um, two, you got two Vezina Trophy finalists going at it here, I believe. Um, so two top tier goaltenders. You got a lot of talent, uh, young talent, some old talent on both sides here. Um, this realistically um, sounds like the series is going to go seven. So um, I cannot wait to watch these games. There's a lot of uh, puck skill in this. There's a lot of defensive skill on some, on both sides of the puck here. Um, you got to believe with Winnipeg involved that a lot of these games are going to be high scoring. I think I saw somewhere that the regular season games that they played, um, almost all of them went over the total. So keep that in mind, 5-4 Boston. Um, but keep keep that in mind uh, going into the the uh, Vegas betting window if you have to, uh, if that's your thing. So uh, keep that in mind, uh, the high scoring. But uh, i gotta I got to lean towards uh, Nashville just giving the playoff experience. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be. I I think this is gonna be the best series in in the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, just because of you know who the two teams are, who the goaltenders are, the scoring ability, and also the fans. Um, you know, Nashville fans love them or hate them. They're polarizing. They're they're fun. They're enjoying what they have right now. Uh, down there, and then you have a group of, of people in Winnipeg that, that I have said numerous times throughout this playoff season already that they are the best fans um, in the National Hockey League. Uh, and and we, Boston. What's that? 5-4 Boston. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just I just got it on my iPad. I think I'm about – because when you said it before, I'm about, uh, I'm about you know, 15, 20 seconds uh, behind or something like that. Um, once, once, once we move and I get a proper setup, I will have a, uh, actual TV screen, uh, within view when, uh, when we bought the house, none of this podcasting stuff was, uh, you know, in the cards. So I didn't have the, the proper setup, but I, 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 I'm always looking up at, at a uh, Grubauer, uh, the, the sign Grubauer above my desk, uh, Dave. So you'll be happy to, uh, to know that. Um, that means you're always thinking about the me, <laughs> uh, however you want to look at it. But, uh, you know, of course it's, uh, it's one of the cooler things I have in my collection. Um, the, yeah, this series is going to be going to be an absolute, uh, freaking blast. Um, I think there will be some games that absolutely have, you know, uh, you know, seven to five, you know, t- type scores. But I think that you're also going to have one or two games that are two to one, one nothing, something like that. I think you're gonna you're gonna have one of these points where you know both goalies lock in on the same night, and and it's just gonna be one of those magical games. And it, I, I wouldn't be surprised, Dave, if one of these games goes one nothing in like double overtime. And and uh, you know it, it's 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 always fun. That always seems to happen at some point throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs, where you get uh, you know two. Uh, two goaltenders that lock in on the same night, so uh, I wouldn't see it. I wouldn't be surprised to see it uh, here. What a crazy shot statistic that just popped up on this uh, Boston game! It is five four 
Boston, 30 shots on goal. Toronto with only 14. Um, so, dear God, Toronto, start getting some more damn pucks on the net. Clearly, Tuka Rask is, uh, you know, having a having a bad head case night, and that's exactly what that guy is. He's an absolute head case. Um, Dave, what is your uh, what is your prediction uh, for this series? Uh, I, I'm gonna go. I, I, you know, I again, I don't have my uh, original uh, pick sheet in in front of me from uh, our, our predictions before the playoff got underway. Uh, but looking at this one, um, I'm I'm gonna go Nashville, and I'm gonna go Nashville in six. I'm gonna say. Nashville in seven because God bless my future wife and Carrie Underwood. <laughs> there you go. Um, speaking of her, you know, there she was at what the CMAs or whatever the other week. And there's been all this talk about like the stitches and the accident and all of this and how much different, uh, she looks the same to me. I, I don't, uh, I didn't, I didn't really notice even, uh, anything that, that could, you know, be signified as, as, disfiguring or anything like that so I don't know if it was uh you know all a big hype job by people or what but um she's still okay in my book she's more than okay in my book so I have no <laughs> issues with stitches or whatever it is so we're golden well my wife listens to this show your wife doesn't so yeah I gotta uh I gotta watch what I say um all right let's uh... I'm pretty sure after my son at the wedding I'm pretty sure I don't care if my wife listens to this show she knows she's number two <laughs> Um, my wife will always be number one, uh, for me. Uh, let's go. Let's look at Las Vegas and San Jose. Of course, both teams get to round two via sweep, uh, Las Vegas sweeping the, uh, the Kings, the Sharks sweeping the Ducks. Um, man, I don't I don't even know because San Jose has always been one of those teams where I, where I've thought that, um, they they don't know how to win. They don't know how to win. You know they got to the finals a few years ago. Uh, never got over that hump. Um, and in last year, I don't even think they made the the playoffs. Uh, but um, you know here they are, second round. They get there via sweep. I I don't know who these sharks are. Uh, I know that Vegas is a whole lot of fun. Um, if I were a person that believed in having two teams, um, which is to me not a thing, then you're just a fan of the sport. But uh, if I were a person that, that, that believed in that sort of thing, um, I would probably swing Vegas's way just because the uniforms are great. The atmosphere is great. Uh, watching like the pregame ceremonies, um, whenever, whenever they're airing out there, it just seems like a whole hell of a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I think this is going to be, you know, just a very fast-paced, fun series, and that—that's that, honestly the best way I can describe how I think this one's going to go. Was that a little hashtag Jason Jab in there? I said what I said. <laughs> so this series is going to be um, all about how the San Jose Sharks hang, hang, and handle with the Vegas Knights' speed. Vegas is the quickest team in the league, hands down, bar none. Um, speed that uh, can't be matched by, I don't think, any team in this playoffs in, in the playoffs currently playing. Um, Fleury's obviously seeing the puck extremely well right now, experienced as a goaltender in the finals. Um, and it's the Stanley Cup finals, not just the playoffs. Um, yeah, he's won three Stanley Cups, but he's only a goaltender in one of those, I believe, the main goaltender, the feature goaltender in, in, in the cup clinching game. So, 
Um, he's got some cup experience, but not as extensive as his resume indicates. So, um, Jim, I'm going, uh, I'm going Las Vegas in five on this one, mainly because I hold a Las Vegas ticket 150 to one. I have cojones. I'm not hedging. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yours, nice. yours is like based in, uh, in hopeful optimism, which is totally fine. Prove, prove me wrong. It's, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, in hopeful optimism. Uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Vegas. Um, can maybe you, can you please pick the sharks so the Knights move on, please? I'm going to go Vegas in six. Uh, let's go to the Eastern conference. Let's look at, ah. <laughs> Hey, I picked Vegas in the, in the first round. So you're fine. Um, let's, uh, I mean, let me let, bring up March madness when you finished last and I finished in third. Um, so every know. nut find a squirrel. <laughs> I like the way you put that. Um, all right, let's go to the series that that you and I obviously. Well, actually, let me backtrack to Vegas. I've seen a lot of people complaining, um, like on social media, Facebook, Twitter, that you know the only reason Vegas is here is because they got the clean pick of uh, you know everybody's best players, and I'm like, clearly you don't understand how the draft, um, you know the the. Vegas draft worked you know teams could protect their best players you got a bunch of you know midline guys yeah third liners um you know obviously goaltending is where you could get kind of the cream of the crop pick I'm still shocked to this day that Philip Grubauer did not get picked by the Vegas Golden Knights it's still so Jim I gotta I gotta jump in here okay how much different would this capital team be with Nate Schmidt on the back end. Um, well, but how much different would this Caps team be if you didn't have Grubauer to pick up the slack when Holpe went all, uh, you know, psychodrama, you know, for a few months in the middle of the year? Um, yeah, I mean, Schmidt would be a huge addition to, to, to a Caps team that, um, you know, at times... Where's defend- our weakness, though? Our weakness is the freaking back end. It's not the goaltending. It's the back end. It is. But- I would much rather have Shitty Smith than I would Grubauer at this point. You know, I'm probably the biggest Grubauer fan on earth. Oh, absolutely, and and, and you know, and but you know the 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 Caps, but 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 but, but. the Caps have uh, at times they've looked fine defensively, but yeah, having Schmidt there would be monumentally um, would be a huge difference, you know, to this team. Um, you know, and he's he's paid dividends for the uh, for the Knights. But yeah, the, the, this notion that that Vegas is only where they are because they got the best of the best, um, you know, got to handpick their team is uh, is just absolutely ludicrous. You take a team of, of third liners um, and and get everything out of them, and uh, you know they're 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 doing something pretty special out there. All right, let's go to the uh, the series that we all. Some might say dread. I say embrace because uh, I've been saying, you know, for the last couple of weeks that if, if the if the Caps are going to uh, get through this thing and go on to bigger and better things this springtime, um, I wanted to go through Pittsburgh. I don't want any um, people from the black and yellow fan base because you know this is exactly how that would be. That hypothetically speaking, if the Caps went on and and won everything and and did everything that we want them to do, but didn't play the Penguins, um, then those fans uh, would 
say to us, well, you didn't go through us and blah, blah, blah. They would, they would use every quip in the book to continue to be as obnoxious as possible. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the Capitals have to play the Penguins. Um, especially if they win, but, um, Dave, as a, as a Caps fan, you know, we get here both series, um, leading to this one was in six games. Where, where do, where do you, where do you see the Caps? How do they, how do they match up against this Penguins team? I think it's a very interesting matchup. Uh, speaking for the X's and O's on the ice, for lack of better terms. Um, I think both teams are weak on the D. I think both teams have solid goaltenders, historically speaking, but uh, both have been pretty up and down throughout the year. Mm-hmm. However, that being said, um, the only consistent aspect of both teams is their their forward lines, the, the forwards and the wingers, the centers, et cetera. Um, and I don't think that there is a better top uh, 12 in that category than the Capitals in the NHL. So um, Capitals win this series, period, done, F the Penguins. Yeah, it's, it's you know, everybody wants to talk about the Penguins putting up, you know, seven goals, eight goals um, throughout the first round. You, you were playing a team that had uh, no defense and even worse goaltending. And, and I'm not saying that to be a dickhead to Flyers fans. Um, people probably won't believe me. People probably assume I'm just being a dickhead. That's fine. Uh, I embrace that role. Uh, but, um, you know, the fact is the Flyers are what, what they've been and there was no getting around it. Their biggest problem all year was goaltending. And then their secondary problem was defense. Pittsburgh's going to eat that alive. Uh, so, you know, Pittsburgh scoring eight goals at a time and, and, you know, once they start winning the, you know, shit rolls downhill, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me in any way. Um, you know, so I, I think the Capitals are, you know, a lot better, I mean, drastically better, uh, you know, in net. And I think they are also much better defensively, even if that is the Caps weakness and it is the Caps weakness. Uh, I think they're a lot better than the, than the Flyers. You also have to look about the, look at the fact that Malkin is not playing game one. He did not play game six against the Flyers. Uh, Hagelin is out. Um, obviously, when you get to this time of year, you don't know what the injuries are. Um, I think Hagelin is upper body. Malkin is lower body. What that exactly means, um, you won't know. You know, you hear, you know, everything was a Couturier played with a torn ACL, um, you know, for the last couple months and throughout the playoffs. So, you know, for the Flyers. So we're, we're not going to know what these injuries are in, until uh, teams are eliminated. But, you know, I, I just think that, you know, the, the Capitals, um, you know, can and should capitalize on, you know, two big name players, big heavy hitters for the Penguins uh, being out tomorrow night, game one, when this thing kicks off. And, you know, this Penguins team, and I've probably said it before and I've been wrong before, but, uh, you know, this kind of almost feels a little bit different uh, than years past. I think that this year's Penguins team is beatable. And, you know, regardless of, of winning games by six and seven goals, they're, they're beatable. And, and I think if the Capitals are going to do it, there is no better time than now. Caps in four, baby. In four. Uh, I won't be that bold. Uh, I'll give it. Six. I'll go six again for the Caps. 
Um, well, if you're gonna go six, you might as well go seven. Yeah. No, nope, don't want to. Nope. I'm not messing with it. I said six. We're gonna move on. Um, and then you got Tampa Bay versus either Boston or Toronto. We're under ten minutes to play. Uh, Boston is up by one. So let's hypothetically put Boston ahead. Um, Tampa Bay, Boston. How does that play out? It's going to be a freaking battle. Um, Tampa Bay obviously got home ice advantage given the Boston's inability to beat the Panthers on a home and home the last two games of the regular season. <laughs> so that's actually going to be pretty huge come this series here. Um, I, I, I don't know that you can really pick a team. I think you have to you have to give Boston some edge coming off of potentially winning in Game Seven here, uh, with the quick turnaround uh, Game One. That that's going to probably give them some momentum to start, even though it's down in Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay giving a long layoff. Um, however, Tampa Bay was pretty good almost the entire regular season. They kind of faltered the last uh, I don't know six weeks or so roughly. Um, but this is a, this is very similar to the Nashville. Winnipeg series that uh, these are probably your best two teams and most complete teams on paper in the conference. So um, kind of go with that for the analysis there, but uh, it, it's definitely, definitely if uh, these two teams match up, it's definitely going to be a grind. Or if you have, uh, if you have Toronto somehow come through here, um, Toronto's speed and uh, offensive ability is going to be extremely interesting to watch against Tampa Bay, uh, another pretty offensive-minded team, uh, just on how they match up. And uh, with the goaltenders, whichever goaltender can really step up can steal the game or two and really swing the series. So um, very interesting to see what will happen and uh, how that series will play out. Yeah, I think um, you know Toronto. Toronto is my Stanley Cup pick, which – uh, you know, all of a sudden, uh, doesn't look good. Um, I actually think that Toronto could give Tampa Bay more trouble if they get, if they get out of this thing. Um, you know, I, I think the Leafs are finally starting to find themselves a little bit. Uh, I, I still, I still in hindsight, maybe, you know, and, and being able to see as the, this thing played out a little bit, um, that, that Tampa Bay probably is better than, than both of these teams. Um, but, uh, yeah, it should, it should be a fun series. You know, I, I don't, um, it's, it's hard to predict, you know, either way. Uh, if, if Toronto comes out, I'll go Toronto in seven. If, if, if Boston wins, I'll go Tampa in six. Uh, I'll just keep going with Toronto because they, they are my, uh, six, four, my, oh, six, four. that sucks. And that might've been your best friend scoring a goal. Oh no, not Marchand. Son of a bitch. I'm not positive. That sucks. Um, no, it was pasta. It was pasta. Okay. Well, yeah. At least, it, at least it wasn't freaking Marshall. That guy's a scumbag. Um. But anyway. Uh. So it kind of looks like it is going Boston's way. Um. So I'll go. Uh, I'll go Tampa in six there. Um. You know, which could make you know for some pretty uh, interesting conference final matchups. Um, any other thoughts, uh, hockey wise Dave, before we, uh, buzz at the draft and then get on out of here. Boston and five for the record. Okay. Um, obviously news is the uh, last. Yeah. One, one more hockey thought though. Okay. Go caps. F the pen. Perfect. Absolutely. Love it. I, uh, I second that. Um, obviously the, um, you know, the, the big NFL news since the last time we were on, um, you know, was, was the Cowboys moving on from Des Bryant. 
Um, not going to talk a lot about it. Where do you think he ends up? Um, very interesting. There's a lot of teams that could use that. Uh, I don't want to call him a number one because I think he's a one and a half at the moment. But you got to go to the teams that don't have a real defined number one, if that makes sense. Um, and, and I, I kind of look at like uh, obviously the, the Giants would have been a decent fit. The Eagles could have been a fit. The Panthers could be a fit. The, the Patriots could be a fit. So probably none of those teams they seem too obvious. It feels like he goes to someone out of nowhere, um, like the Packers. They probably don't have the money for him, but um, something something like completely random like that, if that makes sense, that uh, he goes to some team like that. Maybe the Detroit Lions that really don't have the number one wide receiver for the record, but uh, kind of a team that's off the radar. So I feel like uh, he holds out for a while and kind of sits on – on uh sits on it and sits on it and then uh finally decides he's got to find somewhere if he's going to play this year so um what are you hearing though as a as a former cowboy now former cowboy being the key yeah no i i think the cowboys made the right choice given given the uh dollar amount he was going to be set to receive this year it was going to be 12 and a half this year 16 and a half against the cap um so smart you know smart move based on the last few years uh for the cowboys to get out from under that um you know he, uh, you know the Giants have said they're not going to take him. The Ravens today it was just reported the Ravens offered him a multi-year deal, uh, and he did not take it. Now I don't know if he didn't take it because, uh, you know he's kind of waiting to see how the draft plays out, uh, which I think is probably the smart play at this point. You know, see see where what teams do, see how you know teams line up after the draft. Let the summer play out a little bit. Get some mini camps underway. Um, you know, you, you know, wait till some guys maybe, you know, cause how many times, you know, the first couple days of mini camps, um, you know, do receivers and running backs and linemen and things, uh, you know, tear ACLs and, you know, tear Achilles and things like that. So I think it's a smart play for him not, not to jump at anything. Um, I said right after he got released that I thought he'll end up in new England. It just feels like a thing that'll happen. Um, and, and I don't know if he's looking just for a short-term deal too, because, you know, he is maybe towards the end of, of, of his career. I mean, his, his production has definitely, um, been in decline. Nice little ref spill there, uh, in the, in the game, right in the, in the Maple Leafs defensive zone. But, um, you know, I think he's going to want to go somewhere where there's a chance to win because, you know, you, you get cut from the Cowboys, you know, you, you, now you want to, uh, you know, prove to people that you can go somewhere and play and be effective, but also you want to win a championship. So I, I don't see him like taking a taking a big money deal with uh, you know Cleveland or something like that. I think he's going to go somewhere that can win. Uh, Green Bay would be a good one. Uh, obviously, New England would be a good one. Um, they, they don't have the money. You know, Philadelphia obviously would be a good one, but they don't have uh, they don't have a need for a receiver either. So. Uh, right now, I, I don't know where Dez ends up. Um, you know, I hope he. I hope he does. If the Cowboys aren't going to win a Super Bowl this year, and uh, you know what day is it? April twenty fifth. I'm going to go ahead and mark it down now that uh, they're not. Um, so uh, I, you know, I hope Dez can find success somewhere and uh, and get a championship. So um, we'll see. Now the NFL draft, of course, night one is tomorrow. Um, you know, for me not really going to care that much obviously i have the wrestling podcast plus the caps pens game one so um you know i'll see who the you know for who the picks are as they come up on my social media but 
there's been so much buzz, Dave, about about what Cleveland does, and this will be you know the kind of the last thing we talk about before we uh, close this thing out here. But what what do the Browns actually do? Because I I saw a report, and it's sad that this thing even had to be a report this close to the draft. Um, you know that there were sources that believe that Cleveland is considering or was considering going quarterback at one and four. Like, and and I almost am afraid to say this. Not even Cleveland can be that dumb, right? What just shows you what they think of that Notre Dame guy they got at quarterback at the moment. Well, so. he's he's at Green Bay. Oh, he's not. That's right. I yeah, they that traded now. him. Thank God. I'm. A, I, I. I couldn't be more happy uh, for him that he got away from that dumpster fire. Although the one thing I will say that Cleveland has done this right that no one knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Um. Because what are you doing if you're the Giants at number two? You're shitting yourself because you don't know what you're preparing for at this point. I mean, if I'm if I'm Cleveland, I really, really try and figure out what the Giants want at number two. And that's the player I target. And I call the Giants and I say confidently that I'm taking Saquon Barkley. And I'm just throwing that name out there, but I'm taking Saquon Barkley unless you offer me something. If you offer me something... We'll uh we'll let you trade up to number one and give us two more picks. You know what I mean, right? Um, because as far as as far as Cleveland goes, you're getting a quarterback. Because you're getting either a quarterback at number one or a quarterback at number four. Sure, you're an idiot if you don't take one of the two. Period. Um, but the question with Cleveland is, do you take Saquon Barkley number one to get the uh, to get the running back and uh, potentially get that game changer on the offensive zone and then come back with a quarterback at number four? Um, to me, if you think Saquon is viable in the NFL, you got to take him at number one. Um, you're going to get a top-tier quarterback at number four. I mean, I don't think that both the Browns and the Colts take a quarterback. I think one of the two doesn't. However, that could change if you take Saquon number one, but I don't think they, but you're saying both teams take a quarterback. So you're getting a, a number three quarterback at absolute worst, but probably your number two rated quarterback in the draft at the fourth pick if you take Saquon, um, number one. With all that being said, though, I have absolutely no idea what the Browns do because they seem to mess it up. Right. However, um, it seems like Vegas seems to think that uh, the Browns are going Josh Allen. Or uh, Sam Darnold, sorry about that. Sam Darnold. Yeah, I mean... And it's it's so hard. It really is hard to tell. Um, I I think I think Darnold. I think Darnold could be worth that pick in a few years. I don't know that he's worth that pick now. Um. Yeah, I I think your I think your assessment of, you know, if 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 you're if you're Cleveland, the next, you know, twelve, fourteen hours, um. You know, has to be creating buzz around Saquon Barkley because I think that's probably who the Giants want the most. Um, you know, there's other there's other players and other positions that the Giants could address if the Browns do take Barkley at number one. So, Jim, if if the Giants get Barkley at number two as an NFC East guy, does that scare you with their roster? No. I'm not talking this current year, but next year, two years after he develops a little bit. Um, it's scary more. With Saquon at number two, I think they are a 
assuming he pans out to be decent, which is a big assumption. But getting another running back scares me more than them getting a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, here because Eli hasn't had a line the past three years. Correct. Uh, I mean, for me, you know, I'm I have to go. I have to continue to operate on my belief and my assessment and my opinion on that. I I don't personally think that Saquon Barkley will be as great as people assume he's going to be. So that's why I say it doesn't scare me as a guy in the NFC East. Now, if he does pan out to be what people think he is going to be, then yes, it's scary. And I would rather see the Giants end up with a quarterback. But if my opinion of what Barkley will be uh, in the Seven NFL. To four. You know, uh, empty netter, I see. Yeah, empty netter. E-N-G. All right, so Boston is going to be moving on to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Ugh, Boston, gross. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I, I don't. And that was your boy, Bradley Marchand. Oh, what a douchebag. Um, but I, I, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, again, it's a crapshoot. It always is. Uh, so, you know, do, do I hope that, 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 you know, maybe the Browns do take Barkley. I don't even have to worry about it. Cause you know, how many times am I wrong about things? A lot. Daily. Uh, um, all the time. So, you know, I, I, so maybe I, maybe I hope that, that Cleveland takes Barkley, but, um, you know, if they if they if they create enough buzz, I think maybe the Giants try try and make a move and you know trade some picks and things like that. I mean, the Browns really do have you know a lot at their disposal. Um, and if they if they do it correctly, and it's easy to crap on them, but uh, you know, defensively they've been building, uh, offensively away from the quarterback position they've been building. Get a line, get a quarterback. Um, you know, you know, Cleveland could be. Uh, at least somewhat dangerous out here in the in the next couple of years. So, um, I will say that they that they go Barkley at one and then quarterback at four. Um, and as for what that means for the Giants, that means they probably go quarterback and uh, hopefully they take the wrong one. So, um, but again, for me, the NFL draft is usually um, somewhat of a disappointment. The, the Cowboys usually. Um, more times than not, take the wrong uh, take the wrong player with their first pick, and uh, it's just frustrating. Of course, the uh, you know the Eagles will have the final pick in the first round tomorrow. The draft will always goes way too long, way too late. Um, I'm just my, this for the record: the Eagles are going to trade that last pick of the first round. You think all the Eagles fans are going to stay up to see that pick, and they're going to trade it? <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, all right, so Boston moves on. Dave, any other thoughts tonight, or are we going to put a bow on this thing? Let's tie it up, wrap it up, and uh, let's get done. All right, let them know where they can follow you on Twitter, Dave. We're on Twitter at dgerhard 24 uh, One last time, uh, Captain 4, F the pen. All right, Dave, we'll talk to you. Uh, well, we don't know what this Caps pen schedule is going to look like. Stay tuned to our social media, but uh, I'll talk to you when I talk to you, bud. You got it, broski. All right, so that's going to do it for us this week. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us as always. You can f- make sure you like the Facebook page, even though you found, uh, even though you found the Facebook page. Make sure you give it a like, share the page, share the video, follow us on Twitter if you're on Twitter at Huddle Up Podcast. I'm at Big Jim Sports. 
We thank our home network, NGSESports.com. Give it a follow. Give it a like. Give it a view. That is the place for all of the content, all of the podcasts, all of the information, and much, much more. All the shows on the NGSE Sports Radio Network is brought to you by QB54. Go to playqb54.com. Use promo code PODCAST for 20% off your order. It's a great backyard game, tailgate game, and all of that. Um, you know, make sure you check that out again. Use podcast as your promo code at playqb54.com. Get 20% off your order. We stream daily at leebsports.com, L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Also, you see a little gold belt right there over my right shoulder. I think I'm pointing at it. Um, that is from undisputedbelts.com. Not a sponsor, just endorse the product. I bought the belt when I won my fantasy football championship, uh, this year. Uh, upgraded the belt and uh, had a little problem. One of the snaps broke. I emailed him and I said, you know, hey, just got this thing last month. Uh, one of the snaps broke. You know, can you replace it? They replaced the whole strap for free. Sent it out. Two-day shipping. Freaking awesome. Great customer service. Head over there, undisputedbelts.com. If you buy a belt, let them know that Jim at Huddle Up Podcast sent you. Again, follow us on all of our social media and catch us when you catch us. Follow us for for news and show announcements. Until next time, stay safe and go for the win.